You're listening to the 104 Sports Report, your main source for Oswego sports, hosted by Zach Case and Joey Palatsky. Welcome in to episode 11 of the 104 Sports Report, your main source for Oswego sports. I'm Zach Case alongside my co-host Joey Palatsky. Joey, how's your week going, buddy? It's great. Uh, we're putting this out Thursday. It's going to be opening day. The Yankees are finally going to be playing meaningful baseball games. It's the best time of year, and I'm uh, I'm excited. It was obviously your birthday week. We had a great dinner at a you know they put the sombrero on you the other night, and then uh, yeah, Zach got a Red Sox hat earlier this week, courtesy of what was like the 47 random thing. Yeah, it was uh, it was 21. dollars uh, I kind of just got it for myself because a bunch of the boys are doing it. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm a Boston guy. I uh, funny story. The only reason I'm a Boston guy is because. When I was younger, I went to the babysitters and the and the like the dude, like the husband, was a, a Red Sox fan. The only reason you're a Red Sox fan is because I'm a Yankees fan and you just do no, everything no. the opposite. I was I watched baseball more than I watched hockey growing up, but I was still a hockey guy. And I still know nothing about baseball. Yeah, no, I know. I know he's I know he's still a hockey. Guy. It is what it is. The, the hat's sick though. It's got a 1999 uh all-star game patch on the side of it, which is pretty cool. And uh yeah. So uh, yeah, five extra bonus points right now. The big wall in left field. Well, first off, what's the Red Sox stadium name? Fenway Park. Big wall in left field. What's it called? Dude, I know what it is. I dude, I remember what it's called. I used to do. We used to talk about it all the time. Zach is currently rubbing his face. He pushed his glasses up. They played. They played the. They played Frozen. They played the Winter Classic there multiple times. Yeah, what's the name? It's, of the it's wall? not. It's not called the Green Machine. Nope. Bro, this this is just dead air. You gotta green just say. Green oh monster. my god, I didn't want to say it because it sounded too childish. Nope, but monster. I know it is. Okay, well, uh, own one today. Uh, on the one four sports board. Hey, welcome back to another episode uh, of one of your favorite podcasts in Oswego, your main source for Oswego sports. Alongside Joey Blatsky, like I said, and uh, you're listening to the voice of Zach Case. And go listen back to all of our season three episodes. Plenty of action, plenty of interviews. Plenty of conversations about all of our spring sports teams, and uh, hopefully we'll get some uh, live action. We'll uh, send uh, we'll send some previews your way later today, and uh, some interview an interview too to Joe. So we got that back in the podcast, and I'm happy that we can have some more guests on podcast platforms. You can go listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Breaker. Uh, wherever you find music or podcasts, uh, the 104 Sports Board is on there. We're WNYO affiliate 8.9 FM in Oswego, or online at WNYO 8.9. Dot org and uh they got a new uh system there they're running in station some new technology uh so we'll see if the see if the quality goes up on the on the radio station and i'm happy for them that they get some uh, new tech inside the radio station and go ahead and listen to our wnyo uh, podcast we have plenty of them a lot of different uh styles and a lot of different conversations going on between all of our talent on our podcast so you can go listen to all that and of course our episode upload schedule is uh monday and thursday and if you haven't left a message or voicemail at 315-216-7593. That's 315-216-7593. Go ahead and listen. Uh, question, comments, and concerns. And Joe, finally, to the topic of conversation for a majority of Oswego State students. Uh, to be exact, 610 people have voted in this poll. It's championship day at Mike Madness. And uh, your boy is currently sitting on top as of probably like 12-15 on a Thursday morning. This is the championship matchup, by the way. So for everyone that just wants to listen to our podcast for the sports, you're this is the last time you're gonna have to listen to it. And um, so many people are like, "Thank God, yeah, it's no, over." I'm no, uh, Jake Johnson. Um, if you're listening to this by now, 
when we put this out on Thursday, three o'clock, I still have faith in you. Um, <laughs> it would be over by then anyway. Yeah, no, I, I have I have faith. We're recording this about midnight going into Thursday. Uh, Jake, if you're hearing this, I have faith that you're going to come back on Zach. Um, we're up to 628 votes. Uh, we're looking at right now, Zach's up 52.7 to 47.3%. Uh, I was in Zach's corner, and then I found out that there was a handshake deal made, and uh, he voted against me. So now he doesn't have my vote anymore. So uh, JJ all the way, uh, Jake Johnson the whole way. I want to see him in that Mike in the uh, Mike Madness Championship T-shirt. And uh, for your boy, Zach Case, he's in the corner by himself, and uh, he's doing a great job because you're up currently, Zach. And uh, really, uh, Jake Jake was up. Uh, just a little status up, but quickly before we dive into the episode, he was up. I got, like, probably 80 votes in 10 minutes, uh, thanks to a couple of my boys I know that took care of me with some teams, uh, with some teammates there. Uh, and Jake Johnson's kind of slowly crawling back into the picture once again. I still want it on the record. It's 12.08 going into Thursday. Ten hours left. Ten hours left. I still have faith in Jake Johnson. I want it on the record right now. I've had faith all day. Even when it was 60 to 40 earlier, Jake, I still have faith in you, my man. I just want to point out that it will be over by the time you hear this episode. So if you want to check it out, you can go on Mike Morano 44 That's Mike Morano 44 That's the Twitter page. You can see the results there. Or you can go vote even though it's already over. So uh, thank you to anyone that has supported me through this. Obviously, uh, I love talking to you guys through the podcast, and I love uh, being on Twitter and really doing my thing. So uh, thank you, Joe, for backing me until this contest. Uh, it's okay, though. I, I do. Uh, I just think you need to know that I'm a man of my honor, and that's my man of words. So that's going to be my final comment on the Mike Madness topic, and I'm sure many people are glad that we're done talking about it. I know my girlfriend is my, my take on Jake Johnson. When this comes out at three o'clock on Thursday, it's either going to age like fine wine and Jake's going to be the champ or I'm just going to sound really stupid. And I guess we'll see. I can't wait. So, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up Mike Madness. And uh, it's been a fun tournament. And shout out to all 16 competitors that uh, were there for maybe a day and for there for maybe two or three weeks. So uh, congrats to everyone on a, on a fun tournament, a fun time, and definitely an interesting one. And we'll see what happens. Episode 11 topics. Joey, you created these. Uh, Joey, you did a great job with the rundown, uh, taking over some responsibility this week. I'm really proud of you. Uh, we're going to talk about some softball cancellations. Then we're going to head over to the baseball schedule. They have some changes, and we're going to preview uh, their matchups. And then we have some men's lacrosse previews. Then we're going to introduce you to a new interview, interview with Britt Howard, the head coach of the Oswego State women's lacrosse team. And then we're going to uh, preview their matchup Saturday against Fredonia. So, Joe, let's dive into the first uh, real, real quick. topic. Joe, real yeah, quick, I just want to let the people know the interview with Britt Howard. It's not as in-depth as we've done in the past. Obviously, it's not really a profile feature on her. It's just a little lighter thing with, uh, you know, with the, everything going on with the women's lacrosse team, how they did against Morrisville, how they're doing their little pause right now, and then to get ready for the game against Fredonia. It's just a little quicker, lighter thing. And we're going to be doing plenty of those going forward in season three. Definitely. And uh, heading into uh, really uh, the rest of the rest of the time in the semester, that's what we're going to try to do. So we'll see if that works out and uh, we'll see what really happens here. So uh, really heading into softball now, four games have been postponed. Four games have been canceled. And the reason behind this really is the contact tracing uh, that really leaves the team without enough players to really fill a roster on game day. Uh, and because of this, plenty of games have been moved around. Joe, I'm going to let you do that now. And uh, we'll see really where we're at uh, when this team gets back into business. Yeah, so let's make it clear here between uh, – so when a game's postponed, that means they're planning on making it up later in the season. 
And when it's canceled, it's usually an out-of-conference opponent, and they have no desire to make that up. So the contact, contact tracing amongst the SUNY Oswego softball team leaves the team without enough players to compete um, this week and then in coming week as well. So Monday, March 29th, they had a doubleheader at St. John Fisher, which was postponed. We talked about that on last uh, the last episode. Thursday, April 1st, we thought that was going to be their doubleheader versus Geneseo to open the uh, 2021 season, and that ended up being postponed. And in addition, they had doubleheaders back-to-back days scheduled Wednesday the 7th and Thursday the 8th versus Houghton on the 7th and at Potsdam on the 8th, and both of those have been canceled. So all in all, softball team with eight um, eight games that were expected to be played this week and next weekend that are being canceled or canceled or postponed. And uh, it's going to be a little while till the softball team's back out there on the field. It looks like. Yeah, definitely. And for the softball team, it's, it's really a, it's a bad break kind of because you're out there, you're out there competing against RIT. You get a a win, you get a loss, you're ready to go for your next matchups. Then you get these canceled and stuff and you don't have enough players. You can't really practice that much because not a lot of people there. We talked about that last episode in episode 10 Uh, and really right now, like, what are you going to do? You, you came out there, you didn't have a season last year. You come out here, you get a taste of a season, and now you're back in the same position, kind of. You're just in that limbo stage. So uh, a lot of teams in that limbo stage, some teams getting out of that limbo stage really in spring sports, uh, but now softball kind of doing what uh, men's lacrosse and women's lacrosse on a lighter scale, kind of. But we'll see what softball can do when they get out of this. And uh, and really, Thursday, uh, it got canceled. And and, in a couple weeks, we'll see what they can do, and we'll see what the schedule looks like in terms of Really, you're going to jump in right into conference play. I don't know if that's a good thing for them or if it's a bad thing, but obviously losing non-conference game, losing experience is definitely going to hurt them a little bit. We'll see what happens, though. Yeah, you touched on it about the RIT doubleheader. They did show they looked really good in that doubleheader. They had a uh, they blew a game late in the first game. Second game, they looked really strong. Bath showed up that day, and the pitching was great. And, um, yeah, it's going to be some time till the softball team gets back out there. But all in all um, – with this softball team, it's kind of just the story of Oswego State Athletics start the spring. We thought we were finally going to get some stuff back. And just about, I think, is, is that every team now has gone on some kind of COVID positive softball, baseball? Baseball across, baseball didn't go. Oh, well, yeah. Baseball got canceled for one game because of a testing problem. Three, three games. Well, yeah, a couple of games got moved around, but that wasn't because they had COVID, though. So baseball, right. baseball is still getting game canceled, but I wouldn't say they're – getting canceled because someone has a player right so we're we're one week into the season or two weeks in and we're already seeing i mean the only way from here to go is up if we're being honest everyone's all the teams are seeing some type of cancellations with covid stuff only way to go from here is up and the only way to go from here is to have more games definitely and i totally agree with that and we'll we'll see where softball goes obviously a good team like we talked about a, a lot of good players uh, a newer roster and we'll see where this team goes and we can't wait to talk to them uh, in the future and in the in the next episodes so heading into baseball now on the other side of the fence kind of uh, really the field over if you're talking about facilities but baseball schedule changes and a preview Wednesday March 31st home opener versus Ithaca was canceled uh, due to the difference in testing policies which uh, it, we we heard about that and it wasn't really that big of a deal uh, it is what it is kind of uh, there's going to be plenty of games that this baseball team can play. So at the end of the day, it's not a big deal that one game got canceled, plenty of double headers coming and we'll see what happened. Uh, but now really the big thing though, is that double header that's scheduled for Friday, April 2nd at home versus Brockport is now going to be 
in Brockport on Saturday, April 3rd. And the main reason, because the weather that's coming today uh, on Thursday and what's going to, what's really going to happen to this field up at, at the, at the facilities. Yeah, obviously with, it rained a little bit today, not too much, but then tomorrow, I think we're expecting three to five inches of snow. And honestly, instead of, it's just a precautionary move. Even if, even if the snow misses us, or even if we just get a little bit, there's really no point in it. If it's going to completely miss Rochester, it'll just move it out there the next day. I don't know why they did it the next day. It might have something to do with classes or I'm, I'm not really sure, but either way, the game's still going to happen. And I mean, that's obviously a good thing. Uh, let's get right into it here. Uh, um, Brockport comes in at three and one. So their season's already started. They split a doubleheader at Oneana and they swept the doubleheader at Fredonia. Uh, this Brockport offense looked very, very good in the doubleheader at Fredonia. They won 15 to two and 17 to two. They're uh, putting up big numbers in the run column on the scoreboard. For Brockport in four games, they got some bats that are hot to start the season. James Houlihan is hitting 529 with a double and two RBIs. Ryan Manzel's hitting 500 with four doubles and three RBIs. Nick Pastore's hitting 471 with two triples and four RBIs. And Ryan Voigt's hitting 364, two doubles, a home run, and seven RBIs. This Brockport team got some guys that can swing the bat. Oswego's got the same thing. Obviously, they haven't played yet this season, but 2019 stats. Ryan Weiss, friend of the podcast, hitting hit 444 with a couple doubles and six RBIs. Paul Tamaro hit 429 with six runs and a double. And Kyle Loria hit 360, two doubles, two triples, and seven RBIs in last year's COVID-shortened season. So both teams got guys that can really swing the bat and, you know, guys that get the job done with runners on base, bring those runs around. And I'm expecting a high-powered or two high-powered offenses to show up this weekend out in Rochester on Saturday. And, you know, we'll see how the Lakers come out. We'll definitely see some bat swinging. And this is going to be the first game of the 2021 season for the baseball team uh, in Oswego. And, and one thing to note there, you talk about how Brockport already has four games played. Is that going to be an advantage for them? Obviously, you think it would be. But how does Oswego really challenge that? And, and how do you come out to a fast start against this really powerful offensive Brockport team? I think, obviously, yeah, like you said, Brockport does have some kind of leg up because they've been in game mode. And, you know, Oswego hasn't played a live game in over a year. Um, I think it really just depends how, how, uh, coach Landers, I'm sure he's doing a great job with them, getting them ready for games. I mean, he knows what he's got to do. It's the same thing as just building them up to stay, to get game ready, just like any other season, whether it's, you know, hitting live and seeing real live pitching and taking grounders and doing everything you got to do. I mean, I think the Oswego teams have come out ready this weekend, but I think Brockport does have that confidence and just seeing that they did just put up 15 runs and then seven, 17 runs the next game and they know what, what their offense is capable, and they've seen it in the past week. As for us, we go, they, they know what they're capable of, but they haven't seen it in recent memory. Yeah, we'll see what the boys can do this weekend, and in a big matchup over in Brockport. That's where they won the 2019 Suniac. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't prep as much on that, so I should know who they beat. I'm guessing it may be Brockport since it was in Brockport, but I'm not too sure about that one. Obviously, we weren't even college students then. So uh, they are the defending SUNYAC champions. We can see if they can do that this year. Maybe Fredonia is a little weaker of a team. Uh, I don't really know, to be honest. You're the baseball guy. I don't know if you know too much about Fredonia. Like I said, we didn't get a baseball season last year. So Joe usually would be an expert by now with that. But uh, for Brockport, still, uh, Brockport, I think is going to be a strong team. It's going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, I'm still familiarizing myself with the Suniac baseball layout. I just know Oswego is an absolute powerhouse. So, you know, I expect them to come out hot Saturday. Um, yeah, but I, I think I think Brockport's got a little bit of a leg up just because 
you know, the, the nerves might get to some of the Oswego guys. Even Britt Howard's going to talk about it in her interview about how the nerves get to the uh, get to the younger players in that first game. Just hope the Oswego uh, pitchers come out able to find the strike zone pretty early. Don't walk too many guys because this Brockport team is going to make you pay if they get guys on base, especially if you give it to them freely. Definitely. So uh, that's really the notes we got on Brockport and what you can expect on Saturday in Brockport. I'm sure that there'll be a live stream for that on the Brockport Athletics website and probably the Oswego Athletics website. I'm sure a couple guys may be live tweeting too. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but best of luck to the baseball team and, the, and the, some of the guys that we know, uh, friends of the podcast, and we'll see what happens on Saturday. Hopefully they get that game in. Men's lacrosse preview heading over to the Laker Turf Stadium now and, and really a different style of field. Uh, the men's lacrosse team back in action for the first time in a couple weeks. They have not played their first game yet of the 2021 season. Three cancellations so far. Plenty of shifts in the in the schedule, and they're getting set here for their season after having a couple players uh, go down to COVID, going through protocols, and they came out of it. They're supposed to be practicing uh, now and getting set for this matchup on Friday. And uh, just a couple of notes here. Oswego's first game after Morrisville on the 17th was canceled, and the Ondeonta game on the 20th was canceled. And the Brockport Golden Eagles, they will also be facing the men's lacrosse team now. So uh, two games against Brockport this weekend. Uh, Brockport is 0-1. Uh, after an eight to seven loss at Alfred uh, on Saturday, uh, the March 20th and Liam O'Connor had two goals, one assist and three points at Alfred. So one guy to watch out for if you are the Oswego state Lakers, uh, but your big thing, Joe, obviously the goaltenders are uh, returning beneath the surface. Talked about it. We've talked about it. Kevin O'Donnell, Weston Gray, and Dan Doolin, three top guys. I know you have some stats on them. You can obviously talk about them. But three big guys that are really going to be the centerpieces for this Oswego State men's lacrosse team. Yeah, I think it's huge, obviously, with how long Kevin O'Donnell's been around this men's lacrosse program. They, they know that they have a familiar face in net, a guy that's going to be reliable, even though it has been a year. The uh, Coach Drew, Coach Bizek knows, you know, who's going to show up in net, and it's going to be an absolute wall in net for him. And they know the guys, they know they got guys that can go put the ball in the back of the net. Obviously, I had the package on Dan Doolin. The uh, graduate student coming back, I think he's playing with the Vengeance this year, honestly. Weston Gray, they got guys that can put the ball in the back of the net. They lost plenty of guys from, uh, I think it was 14 seniors from last year's team. But the Oswego State Lacrosse team is always dangerous every year. They got, they're going to have guys, they're going to put up, they're going to score a lot. And, you know, Kevin O'Donnell and that's going to be an absolute reliability. And I think this men's lacrosse team is looking pretty good this weekend as they uh, play against Brockport. Yeah, they'll be on the road Friday, and that'll be a good afternoon game there and uh, plenty of action uh, probably on the live stream once again on the athletic websites, and I'm sure I might put out a couple tweets. I'm not doing anything on a Friday afternoon. Uh, so really, that's what we got for the men's lacrosse team. Now heading into this interview with Britt Howard, head coach of the Oswego State women's lacrosse team, she played uh, from 2010 to 2013 at Limestone, and she was assistant coach at Adrian Binghamton and Brockport but she was hired at Oswego in November of 2016. She's actually born in Oswego. And what we did in this interview is really talked about what's going on with her team and what you can expect on this matchup on uh, really against Fredonia on Saturday and how the matchup against Morrisville win and what players are really popping off for this team in their first game and what she thinks can really come uh, from this 2021 season. Yeah, obviously I think it's special anytime you have a coach born in Oswego. Uh, obviously, she didn't play here, but born in Oswego, now coaching for this uh, Oswego women's lacrosse team. And yeah, we just this is going to be our new style of interview moving forward this season. Just talking about what's happened, what's going to happen, how the team is looking in practice, how they're preparing. And, you know, just get a coach's aspect or get a coach's view on what's happening with their team. 
And, you know, with the women's across team being in pause, Britt Howard tells us about how they're staying ready, what she thought about the Morrisville game and how they're getting ready for Fredonia this, uh, this upcoming weekend. And all around, it's a pretty good, quick interview. It's an easy listen to. And, uh, yeah, Britt Howard. Yeah, definitely an awesome interview. And we're going to send it over to the interview now on the 104 Sports Sport, your main source for Oswego Sports. Welcome into another interview on the 104 Sports Report, your main source for Oswego Sports. We are joined today by Oswego State Women's Lacrosse Head Coach Brittany Howard. Britt, uh, Howard, welcome in to the interview, and uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm happy to be back playing sports and working with the team, um, even though we're in, obviously, COVID. Um, it's just great to be back and kind of normal, have a little bit of normalcy. Yeah, definitely. And it's cool to see you guys back on the field and you guys got a game in against Morrisville, a big win, uh, non-conference play. And now you guys are getting set for that game against Fredonia on Saturday, which should be uh, fun to see. So uh, we'll see what you guys can do at home. And we just got a couple of questions uh, today, just really about the team and about how your season's been going. So uh, I'll start it off here. Uh, really, how do you think the game against Morrisville went? You guys went on the road. You had a deciding victory there. And what was something that the team can really improve on heading into this next contest? I think the biggest thing was the team was a little nervous, um, you know, just getting, getting back out on the field. A lot of them, we're, we're a young team, so um, a lot of them haven't played college lacrosse. So it was definitely a little bit of jitters um, for them and just kind of getting used to the, you know, pace of the game. Um, that was really big. And then for the returners, you know, they haven't played in a year. So, you know, trying to get the team chemistry and, everyone on the same page um, for the Morrisville game. Yeah, obviously now, um, so your team's in quarantine this week. Uh, how, are, how are you expecting the rest of the week to look like getting up to the uh, Fredonia game this weekend? When are you guys practicing? How are people staying ready in quarantine? A lot of the girls have been working out um, in quarantine um, in their rooms. Um, so we're just kind of trying to stay on top of that. Um, and then, you know, back to work on Wednesday. So we'll probably have a longer practice um, time slot for the, you know, the next three games before we, or next three practices before we play on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. That's always a good thing, getting back to practice. And you, you said you have a younger team and I really want to talk about this class of 2023 with the sophomores. Uh, they only had a, they had a real short season last year and now they're back. And there's a couple players that are kind of leading this team, like Sheila Wiley, for example. How have they done a great job of getting back uh, on this team and really getting into a new season for them? How have they been really adaptive uh, with this team and getting it back into their college careers? I think the biggest thing, like I said earlier, was just, you know, the team chemistry. The, the older girls really focused on making sure the freshmen felt welcomed. Um, you know, making sure they knew the team policies, the team expectations, kind of how practices are run, what it's like to play in a college game versus, you know, a high school game. Um, and I mean, Sila's stats from that game on um, against Morrisville kind of proved it. She worked really hard in the offseason um, over the past year to, you know, obviously be a standout, but also, you know, show, you know, the team kind of what is expected of a player. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about Seela Wiley. Uh, we've actually had her on our podcast. Um, okay. She's the only girl from your women's lacrosse team we've had on the podcast. Um, personally, we think that part of the reason she went off is it was we gave we gave her the blessing, really. Um, <laughs> were you expecting her to go off so well in that first game? I think it was seven goals. Did that kind of um, catch you off? Did that catch you by surprise? Or were you expecting that from her? 
Uh, I was kind of expecting it. Um, like I said, she's been working really hard, you know, asking me questions throughout the year, what she needs to improve on. Um, I mean, seven um, points was obviously great for her. I wasn't really expecting all of those, but um, she works hard. You know, she's a grinder and she gets the job done all over the field. Who else should we be looking out for this weekend besides Seela Wiley? For uh, obviously the Fredonia game and then going forward in the season, who, who's someone we should look out for? Um, we have Logan down low. She's super good. Um, she actually played well against Morrisville. So kind of looking towards her to make some big plays as well as Bella Lembo. She's a freshman, um, from Massapequa. So those two on the attacking end are, you know, our big standouts. And then, um, our senior Cameron Sherman, um, hoping that she kind of finds her game again. Um, you know, she, I think she was a little, Rusty against Morrisville, but hoping she steps up against Fredonia for a conference game. And then talk about that defense a little bit. 14 goals isn't a bad thing, but obviously get that number down is even better. Is there anything you want to work on defensively that you took away from that Morrisville game that you're going to introduce in practice this week? I think the biggest thing is just playing together. Um, like I said, we started out a little rough against Morrisville, um, you know, with the scoring and um, not holding them. And, you know, for most of those goals that Morsell scored, we held them down to like seven on the shot clock. So making sure we finish that play and, you know, making sure they don't get a shot off is huge. So we'll be working on that once we resume practice. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about you guys scored 20 goals. What, I mean, what went well on the offensive side of the field? That's a big number out there. What, what went well with those 20 goals? I think that, you know, um, like I said, we started out a little rough, but once we got the hang of it and, you know, we started playing as a team, we were finding the open sticks on the offensive end and, you know, they were started working together. Our transition game was also really good. So that was exciting. Well, coach, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and we can't wait to see what you guys can do this weekend against Fredonia and uh, good luck with practice this week. Hoping uh, everything gets back to normal for you guys. You guys are an awesome team and we can't wait to see what you guys can do the rest of the way. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Welcome back from that interview with Britt Howard, uh, Oswego State women's lacrosse head coach. Uh, we want to thank her for coming on the podcast, taking the time out of her busy schedule and uh, not as busy due to the, the fact that there weren't practices going on, but still as busy. You got to prep the team for the game this weekend. And uh, it was an awesome interview and really stuff we took away from that. And, and what can we expect here on Saturday? We'll get right into the preview now on the 104 Sports Report. Yeah, obviously the women's lacrosse team plays Saturday, April 3rd at one o'clock versus Fredonia. The game's going to be on WNYO, WZOP. We're going to have a cover for you. Uh, Zach, you're on the call this weekend too, right? Uh, I'll be play-by-play -play again with Thomas Bubba Turgeon, uh, who will Tom be my color commentator. Thank God. So we'll have an awesome call for you. I'm going to be the first voice on WTOP 10 Live Sports for the first time in uh, 2020 and 2021 uh, in this academic year. Uh, so uh, pretty excited. I know a couple games got canceled, so uh, the schedule's all over the place, but we're back. So I'm um, pretty That's excited. hilarious how that worked out for you. Uh, I don't think you were scheduled to do a game earlier this week. Then I think it was like five was, or six games canceled. I was doing like stuff in the crew for every game all over the place. I think I was camera to graphics. I might have been director and all over the place. Get canceled. And then uh, all the games got canceled, and I get to look forward to my play-by-play -play position tomorrow night. Or not tomorrow night, sorry, excuse me, uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, so that'll be a fun time. And uh, I originally was going to be the first voice on the airwaves in the first time this season. And uh, I still can be with all the schedule changes. So maybe a blessing in the sky. Yeah. Let's um, did you say blessing in the sky? <laughs> yeah, of course.
Did you really say the sky? No, no. Do you know what the saying is? No, I don't know what the saying Blessing is. Blessing in disguise. Oh, wow. Like, okay. <laughs> Anyways, you learned what do you mean? Blessing in disguise. Like, oh, I thought it was blessing in the, like a blessing in the sky. No, it's like there's not two of them. No, it's blessing. Wow, in that disguise. just that just killed our whole mojo. Okay, well, you learn a new. Keep one, going, Joe. Get through it. Get through it. Is now an educational podcast. Um, yeah. So one o'clock, April third versus Fredonia. Zach's gonna be on the call. Obviously, this women's lacrosse team was off to a hot start before they went on pause. They beat Morrisville twenty to fourteen. Saturday, March 20th, CeeLo Wiley won Suniac Player of the Week. Seven goals, one assist, one assist, I should say, and eight points. So, obviously, the SUNY Oswego women's across team is going to come out high-powered offense. Fredonia's 0-2. They lost 16-6 versus Allegheny and 21-4 versus Brockport. And two players to watch from them, Madeline Haney and Bree Emery, come in with three goals apiece. But, yeah, I mean, Zach, this Oswego women's lacrosse team, I'm kind of liking, you know, 20 goals, you know, to, I'm, I'm pretty confident that someone's across. If you're going to put up 20 in the first game, even if they went on pause for a little bit, I'm sure everyone stays in quarantine for a week, focused on Fredonia. Everyone's been chomping at the bit to get out there and get out of quarantine and play and, you know, play against Fredonia. And I'm feeling pretty good in this women's across team this weekend too. Yeah, it's definitely not a hockey score. Uh, plenty of goal calls coming at you Saturday. Hopefully uh, my voice will be shot. By the time I drive it's like home, a football score. Oh yeah, definitely twenty to fourteen. Definitely, and uh, really plenty of names to watch in this game and this matchup. And uh, I'll be pretty excited. I'll have the prep done. Bubba will have his prep done too. Uh, we're talking about Thomas Turgeon, by the way, our nickname for uh, our longtime friend here at SUNY Oswego. Uh, we had to introduce you guys to that nickname, of course. But plenty of action coming this weekend for Oswego State Athletics, and uh, I think this is time to wrap up episode eleven on the one hundred four Sports Report. No, yeah, we got every. Well, what is it? Women's across. Men's lacrosse, baseball. We got three teams playing this weekend. Hopefully, everyone. Men's gets tennis. It. Men's tennis is also playing as we speak. Probably when this episode drops, they are probably wrapping up their match in uh, Oneonta. So uh, happy for them to get a season two. Just yeah. a side note. I know we talked about them in episode ten, but yeah, let's hope everyone gets their. Uh, let's hope everything stays stays clean, stays solid through the weekend, and hopefully we'll have a few games to recap for you on Monday. Definitely, and just a reminder to watch all of our episodes of season three, season two, and of course, season one, plenty of action uh, for you and plenty of interviews and plenty of content. Really, Joe and I uh, put a lot of time into this podcast and there's plenty of information out there if you want to gain more uh, information and, and more stuff on all of your favorite Oswego State teams. Podcast platforms, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker and Google Play, wherever you found this podcast today. Uh, i pretty sure we'll still be on there tomorrow so uh plenty of uh plenty of spots you can find us and we're also a wnyo affiliate 88.9 fm in oswego or online at wnyo89.org uh mike madness final uh final say uh final talk any anything joe jj all the way and uh case closed baby so uh releases every monday and thursday at 3 p.m for the rest of the semester and we're going to keep introducing those player and coach interviews for you i hope you enjoyed today with Britt howard uh, shout out to her uh, for really being the feature interview today on the 104 Sports Sport. Social media, Joe, drop your uh, Twitter. I know you're going to be more active with uh, some more Suniac baseball news. Yep. Joey Palatsky on Twitter. We you are game breaking uh, stuff this week. Yeah, softball. The soft. I mean, I went on. I went. I was going to prepare for the softball and baseball broadcast earlier this week. Hopped on Twitter or hopped on the uh, Oswego OswegoLakers.com. So those were canceled. I said, Hey, let me beat Zach to scoop for once and. Just like that, um, Ryan Weiss, I'm coming for that nickname, Wojewoski. That's the boy now. That's me. Uh, stealing that. You lost in the second round 
of uh, Mike Mattis. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in the final for a while. I'm in the final. Could be the champion. We'll see what happens. Uh, my Twitter, of course, is Zach A6. COVID nineteen update, game breaking news on all uh, SUNYAC sports. And uh, if you want some high school action, I, I think uh, you could say I'm the woes of the high school sports in Oswego too. Maybe uh, I'm not going to give myself nicknames. So thank you for continued support of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at 104 sports. Bro. I know Joey wants to get something in real quick before we leave. If you want to know when Lakeside dining halls at a chicken patties, just check. That out was a crazy Twitter. tweet today. The was, power was out today. Oh my God. I was sitting in class and the power went out, but uh, this is going to wrap up the episode. Uh, 11 on the 104 Sports Board. You're listening to season three of your main source for Oswego Sports. For Zach Case, Joey Palatsky, thank you for listening to this episode. And uh, we hope to see you next time for episode 12 on Monday when we recap all of this weekend's action and we get set for another week of Oswego State Athletics. Go Lakers.